climax of the group stages and what drama as Iceland booked their place in the last 16 and a knockout tie with England. North Sea Fishing Lanes, Jorvik 867. It's one of Europe's classic matchups, and few expected this tiny frozen football island to make it this far. And the same goes for Iceland. Anyway, so yeah, so now we know all the teams that are in the last 16. On one side, you've got Germany, Slovakia, Italy taking on Spain, France against Ireland, and England against Iceland. We'll be coming on to that very shortly. While on the other side, you've got Switzerland against Poland, Croatia against Portugal, Wales and Northern Ireland, and Hungary against Belgium. So one of those eight teams is going to be in the final. That's quite mind-boggling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. It so is. does that mean Ireland could play England in the quarter-final if England managed to beat Iceland? Um, yes. Yes, it does. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just repeating what somebody else... Getting said. carried away there, uh, Baz. Yeah. Or, so, or, or Iceland could play France. <laughs> right. Well, I tell you what, let's talk about Iceland because that was quite extraordinary as well, wasn't it? Their, um, their late winner against Austria. The team that stunned many by getting to this tournament... Open with that 1-1 draw with Portugal, did the same with Hungary, really one of the, uh, under the cosh against the, the Austrians, and then a late, late winner, we heard the commentary earlier from Trausterson, and of course, let's dial up our favourite Icelander, although admittedly it's not a very big sample size, Stefan Augustin. Stefan, how are you? Pretty ecstatic right now. Right, excellent. What's going on in the streets of Iceland? <laughs> I assume there's pandemonium. I'm in I'm in Paris, and uh, right. there's not a lot of Icelandic people around, but uh, but they're kind of all over the well, yeah, of course, yeah. But there was a good uh, ten thousand strong at the game, which is like three percent of the population. So so we showed up. Absolutely. All right. I mean, what would have happened at that late goal? I mean, what did you do when 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 that winner went in from? Uh, is it how do I pronounce this? Trusterson. Yeah, Trusterson. He's. Uh, uh, that was his first appearance in the competition, actually. So uh, fantastic for him. No, yeah, I went crazy as everyone did in the stands. I was actually more in more in shock because we had been under the cosh pretty mm-hmm. much the whole second half. We we looked dangerous on the counter and and, and we had good chances, but but uh, I was uh, biting my nails and pacing back and forth in the stands because uh, I was worried they would get the winner. Yeah. Well, as you say, they were dominating Austria, and then and then that happened. You get your first win. You go through in second place. And you you get the big match with England. Now, am I right in thinking that this is actually a tie that Icelandic people will be really happy about? Yeah, it's definitely a, a glamour game for us. The, the The Premier League in Iceland is by far the most popular football league, and I think all all, all the players in the English team are are well known in Iceland. So, uh, and and our our other option was Germany. So, with all due respect to England, I think we we wanted wanted. Uh, England more, yeah. Right, we'll go with the line that you like the Premier League. That's that's nicer. Um, how how will Iceland how will Iceland play? How will they set up against uh, Roy Hodgson's side? Um, Lars Larbeck and and Heimer don't like to change things. They played the exact same lineup in all three games, and uh, 
and uh, pretty much the same lineup through through qualifying as well. So I'd be surprised if you saw any changes at all. I mean, the only reason would be some injury injury reason. Hmm. And uh, the, it, it'll definitely be defensive. It'll definitely be counter, like we've been doing in, in, so far. But uh, but I think that's a good strategy. It's been working for us. And uh, and you saw that. I think it was against what Slovakia, mm. England. They they were very defensive, and England couldn't break them down. I think you'll see something similar. Mm. All right. Well, this is fantastic. Uh, how will you be celebrating this evening, Stefan? Well, we've already opened our first bottle of wine, and I think there will be a couple more. All right. As well, the night goes on. Yeah. Let's not go crazy because there's a long way to go, perhaps, for Iceland. I mean, yeah. Uh, hopefully, for us, it, it's already a victory. I mean, getting to the competition was was the goal, and and uh, getting through the through the group stage was a, a little bit of a goal because we thought we had a good chance uh, because three teams advanced, and now we're just everything's a bonus for us, really. Right, amazing, amazing, Stefan. Enjoy uh, however many bottles that you uh, you uncorked this evening, and uh, we really look forward to catching up with you uh, when the matches get back underway. All right, sounds great. Speak to you then. Thanks, Stefan. Uh, that was Stefan. Uh, Michael? Just worth uh, pointing out that as much as that was a wonderful moment for Iceland, mm. it also meant that it put them in the wrong half of the draw. Oh. If they hadn't scored, they would have been in the half of the draw where no. there's no good teams. You're kidding. No. Boy, they're going to be a bit red-faced when they wake up tomorrow morning. Yeah, that commentator that. was actually furious. You just can't understand what Maybe he's saying. Maybe so. So seriously, so by scoring that late winner... Yeah, don't don't ask me to explain the world. No, things, I mean it is it's not really, explainable. It's really complex, but it the would have been crazy. Different teams going through, and they would have been on the other half. But I'm sure. I'm sure they won't mind because, as as uh, we've heard, that's the victory for them to get through to the next yeah. round. Kerry Arneson, who um, who had Cristiano Ronaldo in his in his pocket in that game between Iceland and Portugal, he was oh, saying yeah. uh, afterwards that uh, it's not only the kind of achievement of getting through the group stages it's doing it with your best friends and seeing um mm. thousands of people in the stands who you actually recognize um mm. that you kind of know everybody um which i thought was kind of sweet really that is sweet i mean it's a heartwarming story i like to think and and, and what do you think barry from your neutral point of view what do you think their chances are against uh, against england is the slovakia analogy do you think tactically that that bears up I, I would give them a chance against England. I, I would imagine England are delighted to have got Iceland, and as you say, Iceland are probably delighted to have got England mm. for, and probably for the same reasons. England on their day should have the beating of Iceland, but they haven't. I, I wouldn't be hugely surprised if if Iceland won that game. England mm. should win it, but I don't think it would be a huge shock. If uh, you know, say, if Iceland were to knock out a team like Germany or France, that would be a shock of seismic proportions. That would rock the world to its very foundations. Mm. I think if they knocked out England, that wouldn't necessarily be the case. All right, uh, it would, night- however, be hugely embarrassing for England, oh, and well. I would imagine that might be preying on on their minds. Oh, right, already getting but, into their heads, there, Barry. Uh, Lars Lagerback pointing out that he's never lost. He's faced England three times, oh, four times actually. He's never lost three draws and a win. Sorry, do go on. No? Oh, Michael, what do you think? Iceland, can they do a Slovakia against England? Maybe take it to penalties? I would be surprised. I think England created more than enough chances against Slovakia without conceding any. And I'd be surprised if uh, Vardy and Sturridge and whoever plays up front would uh, miss the chances again. They've got to get past Hannes Hal- H- Halderson. Yeah. Um, 
The, him four. being a goalkeeper and, and named Hannes. That's, I mm. mean, that's you know what that is. But anyway, and, uh, you were saying was it last night? You were saying he'd made more saves than anyone else in the in the tournament, or McGovern had overtaken yes. him with that. But no, this I think uh, Iceland team is still the one that has had the lowest possession in the tournament. You know what they've averaged possession wise? Is it three? It's twenty eight percent. Oh, okay. <laughs> It happened. England meet Iceland and get frozen and let it go. And as the internet melts with Brexit bans from the moment ref was ending this extraordinary match, we celebrate the joy of one of the great international upsets. The quarterfinalists all sorted out, and we sat here after. Iceland's 2-1 victory over England. Iceland, the side with the small team mentality, the small time mentality, the team that was not going to do anything in this competition. I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo knows football. But that was extraordinary. Barry, you were doing minute by minute on this. Yeah, and I was kept busy from the very second minute, basically. Mm. I'd be honest, I genuinely didn't see this one coming. I thought England would beat them pretty comfortably. And it looked like that was the way it was going to be when England took an early lead after getting a penalty. And uh, (laughs) then it all quickly unravelled and went horribly pear-shaped for them. Crazy Uh, to think that not so long ago England were uh, celebrating the fact that they'd they'd avoided Portugal and got Iceland in the draw. Yeah, apparently the uh, coaches and scouts who went to see that Iceland-Austria game were, were celebrating. Um, that they were uh, they were getting them because Roy I don't think even dignified Iceland with an appearance at that game. He decided to go sightseeing instead when mm. he perhaps should have been studying up on those long throws and all the rest. Well, yeah, you have lots more time to go sightseeing now. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Well, as you can imagine, there's quite the celebration going on over in Iceland where we've caught up with our correspondent Stefan Augustsson. Stefan. Hello. Hi, Stefan. What a historic night for you and for Icelandic football. Yes, uh, absolutely amazing. I'm uh, kind of speechless after that. It's, uh, and, and, and fully deserved too, I think. Uh, when, when, the uh, penalty, we, when the penalty was given three minutes in, what, what did you think? Well, I mean, obviously I just thought, uh, you know, classic, uh, this is how it's going to go, maybe 3-4-0, they score early and, uh, and it's going to be a rout. But, but I think after the penalty went in, England just kind of stepped off... Uh, a little bit, and, and we scored obviously right away, which was crazy. The the long throw again. I think this is. I think we've scored from a uh, from a set piece in every every game at this competition, and and it worked again. And then scoring again. Just after that, we were just in disbelief, and and uh, and in all honesty, England really didn't have that many opportunities too, which was amazing. So yeah. uh, so really happy. I think they were in disbelief as well. They they were so glad not to get Portugal in the draw, and I don't think they really saw this coming at all. It was an incredible... We were sat uh, watching with a dumbfounded admiration. It was the second time in, in, in the day after watching Italy that the incredibly disciplined defensive performance, the tackling was amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think our uh, our centre-backs were the men, the men of the game. Uh, they they set up the first goal, Kaure to, uh, to Ragnar to put it in, and and uh, I think Ragnar Seusson, man of the match, in my opinion, with all of his uh, tackles. And that tackle on Vardy when he was 
running on goal, just uh, amazing performance by the centre-backs and very disciplined too. Uh, our best game of the tournament, definitely. Uh, so bit- everything clicked. Indeed. So what's going to happen? Is it What's happening on the streets of Reykjavik as we speak? Well, there are just people streaming in from all the all the house parties, and and there were there were thousands of people downtown watching on uh, on a huge screen and uh, amazing atmosphere. So I assume everyone's going to be uh, uh, hanging around downtown and a lot of a lot of laughing. You, you really don't know whether you should smile or, or cry or it's <laughs> so many emotions really mm, incredible uh, although uh, bittersweet times these for the commentator who went viral and uh, i think everyone heard his incredible commentary on the the winning a goal against austria but uh, we understand that he's in the meantime lost his day job yes that's true actually the last couple of days but i i don't think uh, anyone will be thinking about that. No one's really thinking about our domestic soccer. Even the the players in the domestic league wanted the games cancelled uh, this weekend so they could go to France. So, so it's all about the national team right now. H- have the games been cancelled this weekend? Well, no, but they, they wanted them cancelled. So. All right, okay. Because Sunday, then it's it's France at the uh, I think at the Stade de France, no, in, in, yes, in Paris. Yes, Stade de France. Wow. All right. So we'll be playing there again. We played there against uh, Austria. All right. Incredible. Well, thank you. An amazing story uh, once again uh, from your side. And uh, go and enjoy the celebration. All right. I definitely will. Stefan Augustson. Uh, somebody in the pod was describing this game before it kicked off as a bit like a, a third round cup tie, you know, where the, the minnows come in and you, you could get an upset. But I'm trying to think of an equivalent upset in international terms. I mean, certainly Italy have their North Korea game from the from the 66 World Cup. Is there, is there an equivalent game for, for England that, that this might supply? Didn't they lose against the USA? Yeah. Oh, in the 50s, yeah. In 1950 in, in, in Brazil. Yeah. Also the San Marino game when they, they conceded after eight seconds, though, when they had to win. Mm. Yeah. But, but this wasn't one of those freak games mm. where the better team huffed and puffed and threw the kitchen sink at, at the minnows. And I think it's unfair to refer to Iceland as minnows. They are from a country with a very small population, but that team has proved in the last two years that they're well capable of beating good opposition. They'd be more cod, in fact, if any kind of fish was to be used in a metaphor. <laughs> but um, um, hmm. do we do we need to do we need to adapt the Icelandic model? Basically, spend six months of the year in darkness. <laughs> well, possibly. I, I think uh, a lot of England's players look like they might be set for a long period of reflection in in a very dark room because they'll be afraid to, to go out um, after that result but just to, to go back to what I was saying earlier oh, um, Iceland were the better team tonight, this wasn't a freak result mm-hmm. they deserve to win 